ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is your Friday, July 23rd edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Ball phone lines. We do that at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Ball Heart Center. It is made pure. Coming up today on the program, we're going to get into what potential realignment can happen if, and I mean when, the dominoes fall in Texas and Oklahoma bolt to the SEC. It's probably going to be a 13-1 vote in favor of the move. It looks like Texas and Oklahoma are going to be leaving the Big 12. So what's that mean for the Big 12? Will the Big 12 then start to fall apart? Will other leagues maybe cherry-pick that conference a little bit more? Or will the Big 12 become a little bit more proactive, start trying to cherry-pick from other leagues? And that's going to be an interesting situation there. And, of course, the Americans probably going to get robbed. Whatever happens, the American is going to get robbed. And if the American gets robbed, then will some of the realignment in the G5 or whatever you want to call it happen? And that's going to open up the door for maybe a a real realignment of conferences. So could we see a couple of super G5 conferences? Will there even be a G5? Will it be a G6 now? Well, it doesn't even matter. All I know is maybe this is an opportunity for a little bit more meaningful conference realignment in some of the other leagues. If that's the case, where would you like to see Marshall end up? Or what partner would you like to see come in to be a part of Conference USA? We'll go with the premise that maybe Conference USA uses this as an opportunity to strengthen itself. Or maybe some of the membership of Conference USA start making some moves to fit the profile of geography a little bit better, whatever the case may be. I've opened it up to you on Twitter, at Paul Swan. I've got some interesting reactions already. I also got a few private messages. Some people worry because I I know that football is stirring this drink. When it comes to realignment and conferences, football ultimately stirs the drink. Now, basketball might be some ice here or there. You might put a couple of uh, ice cubes of basketball into the drink and then stir it up a little bit. But football is the straw stirring the drink here when it comes to realignment and what's best for the athletic department. However, I was just pointing out that whatever happens, make sure that soccer is well taken care of. I put that tweet out earlier and I had a couple of people like, what do you know? What's going on? No, calm down. Everybody calm down now. But I think you should keep that stuff in mind now. I mean, really, you got to look at what your athletic department is doing. What's the overall benefit to a realignment or a move? What does it bring to you? What do you bring to the situation? Does that impact your other sports? And to be quite honest right now, I think you take care of a few of your other sports. You make sure a guy like Chris Grassy. you take care of him. You make sure that he is in a situation where he is in a conference where the soccer is good, he can recruit to, and he can continue to make runs to the national championship game. Maybe he won't win it every year, but I want to see Marshall make runs and maybe win it here and there, you know, just like every other major program that is now burdened with a championship. I mean, the burden of having won, now you want two. So keep that in mind. But Texas and Oklahoma, of course, really – setting the scene here for a shakeup 
And if that's the case, you got to look at what happens to West Virginia. Now, I don't know if the ACC would even be in the conversation, but as far as a team that could use a home that is not the Big 12 and that could bring you value, I think West Virginia could bring you some value if you're in the ACC. It kind of makes more of a fit geographically. And, of course, if you bring Cincinnati into the Big 12, where else do you go? Cincinnati is not going to replace Texas and Oklahoma by any stretch of the imagination. It's not going to bring you, as a program, the value that you get out of Texas and Oklahoma. Let's just be honest here. But if, say, a Houston, a a Cincinnati comes into the league, maybe a Baylor, Oklahoma State, a couple other teams are going to have to really step up to try to bring the true value to the Big 12. And again, if the Big 12 thinks bigger, maybe try to poach a little bit from a couple other leagues. I mean, that's a possibility there in itself. So we're going to follow this. It's not a done deal until it's a done deal and then some. So I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm interested to see what the dominoes will be. If something happens and it sets off a chain of events, where will Conference USA be? Does the American poach Conference USA? Or, or more importantly, let's say the American gets poached. Does the American then poach the Sun Belt? Because in my mind right now, the Sun Belt probably more attractive to the American than I would say Conference USA. The MAC is not going anywhere. Mid American Conference is going to be the Mid American Conference at the end of this and for all time. The Mid American Conference likes its setup. The schools like working with each other. The schools do what they do. They're happy to do what they do and how they do it as far as institutions, as administrators, as programs. I don't see the MAC being impacted by any of this, but Conference USA might. The American definitely will be. The Sun Belt definitely will be. I mean, what's going to happen here? What are we going to see? Mountain West? Any poaching going on there, but we're going to look at this as far as what realistically could happen. Where would you like to see Marshall as far as a realignment? Would you like to see Conference USA start maybe getting a little aggressive? Would you like to see Conference USA break off into a couple of different leagues? You have more of a Eastern-leaning league and Western-leaning league. How do you see this coming about here? I would like to see a little bit more of a league with geography. And I'm going to tell you up front now, whatever league Marshall is in, I want UAB there. I want UAB in that league. Whatever happens, I want Marshall and UAB together. And that's a strange pairing, you say. Well, I like UAB as a football program. It is growing. It has the potential to really become a strong mainstay, maybe a program that could spur some growth in the football side of Conference USA. I want to see Marshall stick around with UAB. I like UAB. I've liked UAB for a long time. I like where that program is going. I like how that program is able to build back. And of course, as far as members are concerned, I want to hang out with Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee. I like 
Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee as foils for the Thundering Herd, as teams that you like to get after. And they seem to like to get after you as far as the fan bases are concerned. And the student-athletes on those teams, they like getting after the Herd. And I think that would be good from a geographical standpoint. But we're going to get into all of that together. We'll look at what you had to say on Twitter. There's some other things going on today. Of course, baseball... I didn't think baseball would maybe steal some of this thunder today, but I'm not going to get into all the social media jokes. There have been plenty, but the Cleveland Indians, since 1915, the Cleveland Indians going to be changing the team's name. Cleveland will now be known as the Guardians, and that'll start next season. So Cleveland, no longer the Indians. Cleveland, known as the Guardians, and that, of course, has sparked a lot of debate. And it has for a while. You have a lot of Native American groups happy that this is a start, offended by the imagery of Cleveland, the name itself. And there are a lot of people who are basically yelling, grow up, or Cleveland is getting woke. The MLB is getting woke. And so you have all of these debates. I'm not sure I'm keen on the name Guardians, I thought Spiders was, uh, which was a name that was in use before. I thought Spiders would have been a good name. I I, I don't know if I want to buy Cleveland Guardians merch. If you're going to rename your team, you, you want to sell merch, right? And this is aside from the imagery issue itself. It's just you're trying to rebrand. What are you going to do? How do you rebrand? Well, maybe you come up with something that the fan base likes. If you can't be the Indians, and there are several reasons why this name change should happen. Unless you're on the other side and you think, hey, look, this is tradition. This isn't offensive. This honors American Indians. And there are some that might say, yeah, that that does. And there will be a lot that say, no, no, that doesn't. Wherever you stand here, in a few generations... It won't be as much of a thing because there'll be a new group of fans that will grow up not knowing the Cleveland Indians, maybe hearing about the Cleveland Indians, but not knowing the Cleveland Indians. Just knowing now the Cleveland Guardians. But from a fan point of view, this is going to be pretty divisive. And I'm interested to see how this all comes about, especially when the former Washington Redskins, the Washington Redskins, now the, the team just known as the Washington football team there, when it comes out with its new logo and, and new nickname, what's that going to look like? And there'll be a lot of people that will just not go with it, no matter what it is, because again, the name Redskins is part of the fabric of being a Washington fan, and a lot of people just don't want to give that up. They think that the name is not offensive, and you're going to have that, and that's just not going to go away. There's going to be those that think that being woke, or there are going to be some that say, hey, look, this is long overdue. It needs to be done. It's a long time coming, and it's offensive. It has been offensive, and now this is a start to get rid of this. Where do you fall? On Twitter, at Paul Swan, I want to know, where do you fall on this issue, of course? Our phone lines, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Brought to you this hour by White Claw. White Claw, hard seltzer, it is made pure. So, 
we've got some ideas maybe for a, if we need to, if we need to start getting on the phone here and make some calls to some other teams and some other leagues, what do we do if the dominoes start falling? What kind of, what kind of conference can we put together? What kind of super Geo 5 conference can we put together? Group of five. Or you can just go with a super golf conference, the group of five conference. Whatever the case may be. We'll get into that. Also, uh, some more honors coming for the Thundering Herd today. We'll get into that later on the program. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive for Friday, July 23rd here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. So while we try to figure out what's going to happen in the college football landscape with Texas and Oklahoma, appear to be. It's not a done deal yet. It's not happened, but it could happen, and it appears to be happening. Bolting for the SEC. So a lot of scenarios indicate that maybe there could be a feasting upon the Big 12 or... In some reverse scenarios, there could be a feasting upon other leagues to bolster the Big 12. You could look at the Pac-12, and you could see some teams maybe making that jump to better align with the geography and be a part of the Big 12. It's a possibility. What could happen, though? Does the American get picked a little bit? I mean, what does the ACC do? Will there be a a build-up to try to bolster numbers here to go after what's left on the table to try to strengthen some television deals. And again, a lot of this is money. This is what it's about. It's it's not travel. It's not anything other than money. And money comes from television. Where does television sit in this? Well, I'm sure television is sitting pretty right now. If you're ESPN, you're smiling. You know, Why are you smiling if you're ESPN? Well, you have the SEC. If you're ESPN, you have the SEC. You have the biggest kid on the block. You are the biggest kid on the block when it comes to sports. You just took the SEC games away from CBS. So those big-time national CBS games, a lot of that inventory is going to ESPN because ESPN has the SEC. So SEC, it's content that will drive more people to ESPN. ESPN trying to come up with ways to retain subscribers to maybe bring some people back. And also, you got to look at streaming services. ESPN Plus right now. I have ESPN Plus. It's one of the few networks I carry. I carry that probably more than I carry any other network. Why? Because usually there's going to be something on there that I can watch. If I'm a hockey fan and by the way, I am. Pretty soon, that's going to be a go-to place for me. I'm going to have something to watch every night. And that's just hockey alone. And there's going to be other exclusive content football-wise and other sports. So it makes sense that if you are trying to bolster your programming, you're going to be definitely in on this. You know ESPN's in on this. They're definitely in the middle of it. So what happens? Well, things are going to trickle down a little bit. What does that mean? Well, if you've got conferences trying to figure out how to strengthen the league, do you add more? Do you go to the, let's super this thing. Let's supersize it. 
Let's go to the Super 16 here. Let's get all big. Does the Big Ten get all big? I mean, after all, it's not quite the Big Ten anymore. Does the Big Ten get all big and go 16? Does the ACC try to do this? What's out there? What's on the table? And then what's the damage here? When the damage begins, where do you see a few of these other conferences? Will Houston, does Houston get grabbed? What about some of the other schools? What about maybe a Cincinnati? Cincinnati would be a good value pickup. Cincinnati would add value. I think Cincinnati could be a target for the Big 12. It's a possibility because, again, that pairs up a school with West Virginia. And West Virginia is probably going to be one of your priority keeps. If you're trying to retain the Big 12, it's going to be a priority keep. You want to make sure that you keep West Virginia because you're going to have to anchor this conference on something. And West Virginia has a long-time association now with the Big 12 compared to, well, say a Houston if you bring them in, a Cincinnati. So you're going to need someone who's been around a little while. And West Virginia, what, a decade plus into this thing now? Plus, as it stands, you you got a a strong fan base. you got a loyal fan base. So you got to keep some of your teams. You're trying to retain some of these teams. And how do you keep these teams? So do you start cherry-picking? But it's going to start trickling down. And so here's where I'm at. I said this years ago, and I still think my game plan is sound. I think it's strong. Just got to maybe tweak it a little bit, pull the trigger, make it happen. Conference USA... As a conference, you've got some strong teams and you got some not-so-strong teams. But I'm not worried about that. Not this moment. You added some teams because you were trying to acquire market. And the problem with that was while you were adding some teams, you were thinking you were getting market size. You're really not because those teams and those programs, some maybe, some not so much, not maybe players in the market. Rice is a great, if you're talking baseball, we're talking some other sports, hey, Rice is a great member to have. But would it be better for Conference USA or a group of schools to break off from Conference USA to either form a more eastern slanting conference or more of a western slanting conference? The geography would definitely play in the favor of finances. I mean, you wouldn't have to travel to Texas. You wouldn't have to travel to to Virginia, to West Virginia, if you're a Texas school. You wouldn't have to make some of these ridiculous trips here. Now, and you got some players in the middle, like Southern Miss, UAB. I would want to keep them. I definitely want to keep them and try to hang on to them as best as possible. So here's uh, some suggestions I've been getting. And some people even text me. Those who have the number, those of you who are privileged enough to have the number, threw some suggestions my way. You, you, you're looking at maybe a, a glorified sunbelt, is what one person told me. It will be better than Conference USA. You want to maybe grab Appy State, Georgia State, uh, maybe grab, I don't know, Lafayette, get Monroe. 
I say go after Coastal. I always start looking at Coastal. See, does Marshall go for the Sun Belt, or does the Sun Belt lose some teams to Conference USA? And remember the last time the Sun Belt lost some teams to Conference USA, uh, the Sun Belt just went out and got better. Wasn't it Conference USA that was out to get better, but instead it was the Sun Belt that went and got better because right now the Sun Belt is the better conference. Do you disagree? Do you agree? But if you're looking at the Sun Belt Conference, and let's just say Conference USA can grab a couple of these teams, or will it be the other way around? That's the thing. Will it be the other way around with this? So, which teams are in the Sun Belt right now? I mean, if you look at the Sun Belt's geography, I mean, you've got you've got a sort of a Midwest Texas flavor to it as well, but it's in the southern part of the East Coast. Doesn't have Florida in it, and you've got Appalachian State. I would love Marshall to be in a conference with Appalachian State. And then you get Coastal Carolina. Would love to see Marshall at a conference with Coastal Carolina. That would be fantastic. And you have Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Troy. You got South Alabama. Uh, you've got Louisiana Monroe. You've got Arkansas State. You've got Louisiana. You've got Texas State here. These are some of your teams here. And which one of these teams will get grabbed by potentially, let's say the American. Will the American stay put? Will the American lose some membership? And I think the answer is yes. I think it's going to lose membership. Unless the Big 12 goes really big here. Unless the Big 12 starts cherry-picking some teams here. Or will it be the other way around? Will the American maybe say, hey, we're going to start cherry picking. Which one starts the discussion? Because it's really going to take a couple. It's going to take a couple of teams to really make a difference here. That's my mind. It's going to take a solid push by one of these conferences to get the ball rolling. And with the American, the American could potentially, and, and seriously, it, it, it might get interesting here. The American could potentially be a aggressive conference instead of being the, okay, uh, you're going to pick apart us again, so we're going to have to go grab someone else. It could be one of those leagues that maybe gets a little aggressive because Cincinnati could go to the Big 12. That's a possibility. If Cincinnati goes to the Big 12, does Houston go to the Big 12? Does Memphis get a phone call? That's a possibility. Does Central Florida get the phone call? I I don't see that happening. I, I don't see Central Florida getting the call to the Big 12. I don't think the Big 12 wants to make that move. Maybe it will. Maybe it will go into Florida. But is Central Florida 
looking to get into the Big 12. Central Florida maybe wants to stay as more of an East Coast team. I mean, that's a fair statement. Where should Marshall be looking, though? I mean, Marshall, options for Marshall would be maybe be a part of a Conference USA that maybe gets aggressive, maybe tries to strengthen the East division here a little bit better. Or you see Marshall and a group of schools break off. I don't know if that's realistic, to be honest with you, if if that's realistic. But maybe you could see a school or two talk to each other, and then maybe you see some other schools talk to each other, and you go from there. But right now, what's left? Baylor. Where does Baylor go? Where does Iowa State go? Could could the Big Ten jump in here and say, look, hey, you know what? Um, There's Iowa State looking right there. And there's Kansas. Great basketball, not so good football. Great basketball, not so good football. So where does the Big Ten fall in this? Is the Big Ten looking to maybe poach? Is there a school that makes makes sense to you? And all of this, and again, this is completely, purely, utterly speculation. It's all speculation at this point. There is nothing that, and I mean this, there is nothing that says that anything is going to happen other than these two teams are going to leave. Maybe the Big 12 starts looking and tries to force a little realignment and maybe doesn't go after conferences like the American. Maybe it goes after the Pac-12. Maybe it's going to be a Big 12 versus Pac-12. Yeah, maybe one league is going to try to sway members from the other. I mean, seriously, that could be a serious play here. But I've always thought that a league, if Marshall's in a league and it's a league that makes sense from a geographical standpoint, I still want Marshall and UAB in the same league. I always thought that Southern Miss needed to be where Marshall's at, Southern Miss is at. I think that makes sense to me. But I like Marshall. I like Western Kentucky. I like Middle. I like UAB. I like Southern Miss. That's five right there. I say you start... Looking at maybe keep Charlotte. Okay, I'm going to start. That's going to be my first six. That's my six. That's my first six. We're going to build on this. I'm going to take Marshall, Western, Middle. I want UAB. I want Southern Miss. I want Charlotte. So now, do I want to go all eight in? Do I want to take eight? If I'm taking eight... I roll with the Florida schools. As much as I have over the years had issue with some of the Florida schools, I would roll with FAU and FIU. Let's just, okay, let's keep that. We'll go with that. That's going to be the eight. We'll start there. We'll continue with maybe where you go from there when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank.
We've been talking about conference realignment. It's not here yet, but there will be a reckoning of sorts. Texas and Oklahoma more likely heading to the SEC. So we've been trying to put together sort of a list. Where would you like to see Marshall in a realistic realignment? And I'm kind of putting the list together right now. I've got Marshall pretty much. I want geography in this, but I've got Marshall. I want UAB. First of all, here's my core. And I'm going to add Western and middle into this, but I'm going to, if I'm the commissioner here, I'm going to put a a caveat on some of this. Like, look, Western, we're going to need you to get going on a soccer program. And maybe, just maybe, middle Tennessee, we're going to need you to go get a soccer program. I don't want to, I don't want to weaken the soccer portion of this because again, I mean, this is a pretty strong soccer conference. And obviously, uh, Kentucky and South Carolina being in it, and soon West Virginia, and soon Coastal Carolina. So, Coastal, guess what? You're definitely going to be a member here. Uh, so, my core right now consists of Marshall, UAB, FAU, FIU, Charlotte, Old Dominion, Coastal, um, WKU. I'm going to have to have a talk with you. I'm going to have to have a talk with you just to see where you're at. Can you make this happen? Can you make soccer happen, Middle Tennessee? So we're going to put that together. So if we look at my numbers now, uh, I'm going to need some other teams here. Where where am I pulling from? Where do I get some of these teams? Well, if I'm going to pull from some teams, do I do I look at some of the remaining teams in the Sun Belt? Do I try to poach there a little bit? Do I try to come up with a couple of teams that maybe I can I can grab, or does the Sun Belt say, "Hey, um, hey, Marshall, you want to come over and maybe try to get UAB to come over, maybe jettison some of the Western teams"? Because again, uh, I'm looking at this from all angles. I'm almost like, okay, we're going to realign based on soccer here, because after all, Marshall just went to national championship in soccer, just won one. So maybe I'm looking at that. But at the end of the day here, the big domino is going to be Texas, Oklahoma. And then where does that lead to the second shift? Does the ACC start getting proactive? Does the Big Ten start getting proactive? Does the Big 12 go, we're going to grab some teams from either American or maybe try to cherry pick the Pac-12? Do you see Conference USA, Sunbelt maybe coming to some sort of arrangement agreement here. Does the ACC pick from some other conferences? There are so many questions to be answered here. Uh, we got to hit the break when we come back. Uh, some honors for Thundering Herd players. We're going to talk about that with you when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Good news today for the Thundering Herd. More honors coming Marshall's way this time. Remington Trophy watch list. It is watch season and... Marshall Center, Alex Salguero, named to the national watch list for the Remington Trophy. It honors the most outstanding center in the football bowl subdivision. 
only recipient in Conference USA. He's got a tough spot there, right? He steps into that spot. Levi Brown, my guy, Levi Brown was in that spot. And he not only starts all 10 games, he pretty much was regarded as one of the best in that position, pro football focus, um, earning that distinction from them. So he definitely has, uh, I think, a shot at this. You definitely want to see where he can go with a new coach. And honestly, I can't wait to see what the offensive line looks like. And when the offense opens up, I'm excited for that. I really want to see what this offense can do. So he is named to the Remington Trophy watch list. It is a beginning. It's not where you start, it's where you finish. But you know what? If I'm um, if I'm on the racetrack when the when the race begins, that's a good place to begin instead of being inserted into the race a little bit later on. But you don't have to necessarily start on the racetrack as long as you're at the finish line. Also, uh, academically, the Marshall men's golf team honored for its classroom work, the Golf Coaches Association of America, now known as an all-academic team, according to that association. Uh, teams are named all the, uh, basically, you got to maintain a 3.0 or better. And for the golf team, that's pretty good. So if you're named an all-academic team, you did 3.0 or better. What did the herd do? Well, Matt Grobe, he has definitely pushed the academics of the golf team. He's been there nine se- Can you believe Matt Grobe's been there nine seasons now? He's had players named to the Conference USA Commissioner's Honor Roll 54 times, 3.0 or better, maintaining that GPA. His players have also received the academic medal 15 times for sporting an overall GPA of 3.75 or better. He's had three different players named to the five-member Conference USA All-Academic Team a total of five times. And he's just racking up the academic awards. That's a guy you want on your team to help you improve your game, but at the same time excel in the classroom. So you got a lot of players named to the honor roll, and that's a good thing. So again, uh, Marshall... Maintaining a team cumulative grade point average of three or better, you get named to the all-academic team from the Golf Coaches Association of America. So congratulations there to the Thundering Herd. We've got baseball action coming up tonight here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. It's a a busy night. Uh, We've got baseball all over the place. First of all, You've got Tampa Bay at soon-to-be Cleveland Guardians. That's coming up tonight, 7 o'clock on Bally Sports Sun and also on Bally Sports Great Lakes. Uh, Cincinnati is taking on St. Louis. That is tonight, Bally Sports Ohio, 7 o'clock. And we've got it for you a little bit later on. We go on the air at 9.20, and everything gets underway almost at 10 o'clock. It's Pittsburgh at San Francisco. So it's going to be on AT&T Sportsnet. Also, it's going to be right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So you can stay up, listen to the game late night. That's what a lot of us should do. I I will sit there. Again, this is just me. I will sit there. I'll listen to the guys call the game on the radio side over the TV. Now, like most of the networks, It's the same crew. They rotate. So you get your guys. But 
I'll definitely pull up the radio side tonight. It's going to be a late one, so staying up late, we'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, and we're going to have the Pirates all weekend long, uh, some late games coming up, and then back at it on Monday with a fresh week. I'm looking forward to it. So we're getting closer. Camp's going to be starting soon. Uh, we'll find out more about this Texas-Oklahoma thing. I'm excited to see where this comes from, where it goes, because what happened? Which conference is going to start taking shots at the others? Will the American pony up and say, look, we're serious when we say big, big-time football here. When we say power six, we say that we mean it, and we're going to prove it. So does the American all of a sudden go, yeah, you know what? Come on down. Where where would you cherry pick, though? Where do you go? What? What school makes sense for the American? Instead of the American losing teams, what makes sense for the American to to maybe pull out? I mean, would the American try to grab? And again, would West Virginia go to the American? And I'm going to say no right now. Would the Big Ten come a-calling to Oklahoma State? Would the Big Ten come a-calling to Baylor would the Big Ten come a-calling to Iowa State? Does the Big Ten grab some of these teams? And maybe, does the American maybe swoop in? I'm trying to figure out, which team would you take? If you're if you're going to cherry-pick this league, which team would you take? Would you take Kansas for the basketball? Think about it for a second. Would, would you take Kansas? Football, maybe not so good. Basketball, yeah. Because I'm looking at the football here right now. I don't know. I mean, would you take Texas Tech? Would Texas Tech fit the Big Ten profile? Would Texas Tech fit maybe the American profile? Again, you got Houston over there. Let me keep that in mind. You got Houston over there. What makes Houston happy? Where do you go? Because here's what you got to deal with. You've got Florida with Central Florida. And you have South Florida. So you have Orlando and Tampa. You're trying to hang on to Cincinnati. You got East Carolina here. You have uh, Houston. You have Memphis. You have Tulane. I mean, where do you go here? Where do you pull some of these teams from? Or is the more ACC striking? ACC strike makes uh, more sense, maybe? I'm just going to sit back. i got my popcorn ready. We'll see how this plays out. Whatever happens, we'll be back here on Monday, of course. Keep it locked right here, ESPN 94.1 AM 930. We'll have you covered all weekend long. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to be back on Monday. We'll do it all over again with you. Until then, don't forget you can always catch the show. If you missed it, any portion of it, you can go to our podcast. Grab it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.